Podiums, an audio exploration of climbing World Cups from previous years and previous eras. I'm your host, John Bergman. I'm glad you're here. Let's talk some comp climbing. Welcome! It's episode three of Past Podiums, where this time we are in Kitzbühel, Austria, for the third stop on the IFSC's 2013 Bouldering World Cup circuit. April 27th, 2013 is the date, and this one ends up being a pretty memorable show. It ends up being a, a unique final round. There's a something that happens at the end that we will talk to when we get there. But for starters, the live stream begins. Daniel Finn, our commentator, he's wearing a nice suit coat and he provides a brief opening for the final round, just as he has done for the two previous stops so far on the 2013 circuit. And here in Kitzbühel, Daniel Finn says, already this season, the Austrians are starting to push themselves to the top of the pile. And so far this season, that is certainly true with Austria's Anna Stor. She won the first event of this season in Chongqing, China, and then she won the second event in Mio, France. And here in Kitzbühel, she actually started off the in the qualification round. She, she had three tops, and there are a number of other big names ahead of her, but she kind of surged back in the semifinals. So here, as we're getting situated and ready to start the final round, Anna Stor certainly has to be considered the favorite for these finals. Daniel Finn then gives a little bit of an anthropology lesson. He talks about not just Anna Stor, but her Austrian compatriot, Killian Fischuber. And Daniel Finn says, quote, Their ancestors, the Austrian ancestors, first came here in around 1100 BC to mine copper from the local mountains. Now our athletes gather from all around the world to see which of them are able to mine not copper, but gold, silver, and bronze, from the hands of the IFSC. And so with that, we're setting up this little trend where Daniel Finn gives these, these sizzle quips at the outset of, of each event where he loops in a bit of the local history and he kind of dovetails it with the World Cup event in question. It's the, the thing I was wondering as I was listening to him say this is I wonder who wrote this, this opening little monologue. I don't know if Daniel Finn wrote them himself, or if he had maybe somebody on the IFSC staff that was helping him write them, but that's neither here nor there. The He does his opening, and then the stream, it, it cuts, and we're live. We're inside the venue there in, in, in Austria, and Daniel Finn mentions that Percy Bishton was the head route setter, and then he lists the finalists. So here's the men's finalists for this event. Jurne Kruder of Slovenia. This is the first time of this 2013 season that we've seen him in a finals. Guillaume Glermondé of France, who's becoming somewhat of a regular on these, on these episodes. Cedric Lachat of Switzerland. Jakob Schubert of Austria. Thomas Teporn of Germany. And Dmitry Sheraputinov of Russia. Those are your six men finalists. The women finalists, Alex Puccio of Team USA, also becoming somewhat of a regular here. Mina Markovic of Slovenia, certainly a powerhouse name in the history of these, these World Cup comps, but this is also the first time this season that we've seen that we've seen Mina Markovic in a final. She's another Slovenian that adds to the country mix here. Katharina Sarvine, 
from Austria, Akio Noguchi of Japan, Anna Storr of Austria, of course, and Shauna Coxie of Great Britain. Those are your six women finalists. And when mentioning Shauna Coxie, Daniel Finn says, we're kind of getting used to seeing Shauna in the finals now. And when he said that, I thought that that was a, a nice little waypoint for just where and when this era was. 2013, Shauna is a relatively new name in the finals. Now, she did make some podiums prior to this. She made a couple podiums in 2012, for example. But here in 2013, we're really kind of seeing her for the first time as a major multi-season contender in terms of being uh, consistently at the top of the pack. And after we get the presentation or, or the listing of the, the finalists, we get some technology plugs from Daniel Finn that have a kind of a peculiar resonance hearing them now almost a, a decade later. First, he says, this is a quote, anytime you want to come in and join me in the chat room, you can get in there with the hashtag IFSCWC. Join us in the Twitter chat room. Now, that hashtag IFSCWC is still the hashtag that the IFSC uses today when they tweet stuff out. But it was interesting that in 2013, to hear him say all that, we are definitely still, this is the big heyday of chat rooms, and this is still kind of the the fairly nascent age of Twitter because he refers to it as the Twitter chat room. And, and more interestingly, just a couple seconds later, he says another, he says, quote, get yourself onto facebook.com slash sport climbing 2020 and help us live a little bit longer in the dream of pushing for the Olympics 2020s. So he also mentions there's a donation campaign going on where people can donate for the 2020 Olympics. So this has to be among the earliest mentions on an IFSC live stream of a push or certainly an active push for climbing's Olympic inclusion, its eventual Olympic inclusion. Now we know 2016 is when the announcement was finally made that climbing would be in the Olympics in those 2020 Olympics eventually postponed to 2021 because of the, the COVID pandemic. But so it doesn't happen until 2016 that we get the announcement. So considering this is 2013, uh, that's still several years prior to that. So it will be a fun little side story, I think, as we continue watching these events in 2013 to, to just kind of look in the figurative margins of these past World Cups to see, to track the progress of, of that Olympic journey as, as climbing ventures towards eventually being being included in part of the Olympics. Uh, the local MC then takes us through athlete introductions. The finalists, those six men and the six women, they come out and they stand on the mats and they wave and then they observe their boulders. And we get some some thumping drums over the, the loudspeaker to really build anticipation. And all this is happening as Daniel Finn on commentary. He sells Kitzbühel a little bit more. He says, quote, it's all very dramatic here at Kitzbühel. I hope you're getting that coming across on the waves. And then after a little bit of more observation from the competitors, the climbing starts. So men's one and women's one, Yerne Kruder and Alex Puccio are the first climbers out. They climb side by side simultaneously. Both men's one and women's one are slightly overhanging boulders. Men's one, it begins on an arete, and then the competitors kind of angle left, and they have to go up over some slopey holds and a, and some pretty bare volumes. Most of the men end up really struggling in the midsection of this boulder. They have to really compress onto a prism-shaped volume, 
and no men end up topping it. Yerne gets shut down, and then every competitor after him gets shut down. So nobody, no man tops men's one. Women's one, it's it starts with this burly pull onto an underclinging prism-shaped volume, and then it's pretty straight up after that. It's a, it's actually a pretty straightforward boulder. Put, Alex Puccio comes out. She flashes it in less than a minute, which really sets a, a standard for her, and it'll be... Uh, it'll be cool to kind of track her progress throughout the rest of this event because she makes that strong statement so early. But after her, other women come out, they all end up cruising up to the top as well. So men's one and women's one kind of contrasting stories there with no man topping men's one and pretty much all the women cruising to the top of, of women's one. The second boulders, men's two, is a it's a trio of stacked prism volumes on a slab and everyone be, but Guillaume Glermondé gets shut down on it again. Guillaume is he's the only top on the on the boulder and in doing that he single-handedly kind of keeps the men's division afloat from an entertainment perspective because now through the first two boulders it's Guillaume Glermondé with the sole top. Women's too it, it starts beneath a cave and it uses it goes up into an overhead press move to work out of the cave and then it's kind of all about getting over the lip. And, and once you're over the lip on these two really bulbous volumes, you can go straight up from there. Puccio, just like she did the first boulder, she comes out, she tops this thing really quickly. And Daniel Finn on commentary says, Alex Puccio making it look like a walk in the park. And certainly, suddenly, Alex Puccio is in really fantastic standing for this event. Akio Noguchi comes out and eventually, and she tops it. She actually uses a sneaky little toe hook on the side of the arete, which is pretty clever beta, and it really stands out how Akio tries to use creative body positioning and some creative flexibility, where a lot of the other women just try to really crunch up everything and, and get up this, these boulders with pure power. So Akio's personal style that she would be she was known for back then and she would continue to be known for it throughout her career is is really on display in this final round and particularly with this uh, second boulder for the women and that sneaky little toe hook that Akio did. So a little bit of a score assessment here at the the midway point we were two boulders in the 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 men it's it's like I said it's largely been devoid of tops. Guillaume Glermondé with the the only top so far so he sits fairly comfortably uh, atop the leaderboard. The women are in the midst of this nice little jumble with Anna Storr, Alex Puccio, and Akio Noguchi all near the top of the leaderboard. Interestingly, Shauna Coxie, who has often been in that mix this season with Anna Storr, with Akio Noguchi in the finals that we've looked at so far, she's kind of slipped down the scores a little bit because she couldn't end up getting the top of, of that women's two, the cave, the cave boulder that I just told you about. So, um, Shauna has some ground to make up if she if she wants to get onto the podium for for this competition. Next, we go into men's three and women's three. Both of these boulders are are overhanging. Men's three entails it's a swing, you kind of swing out left onto a cruxy scoopy volume, and uh, this is when the the competition completely changes because Jakob Schubert comes out and he makes a massive statement by being the only man to top this third boulder which just shoots him right up the scorecards and some of the uh, to to make a to illustrate how burly and how difficult this boulder is 
some of the other men couldn't even reach the the bonus hold, and Yakob manages to get a top. Uh, women's three also entails a, a swinging, a, a kind of swinging out left, and then stopping the swing. It's, that's one of the cruxes: being able to stop that swing, stop the momentum, and then go straight up. Most of the women end up flashing this boulder, so it, it doesn't really change the complexion of the the round or the leaderboard too much. It's still Anastor, Akiunaguchi, and Alex Puccio leading the group. Finally, it comes down to the fourth boulder, which is an even steeper overhang for both the men and the women, with uh, each of them entail some opening dinos. The men's, men's four, the opening dino goes into a, a really tough double Gaston, and the scores actually end up aligning, so by the time Jakob Schubert comes out, if he tops it, he wins the gold medal, supposedly. We'll explain that in a sec. But so he does, he comes out, he he manages, it takes a few, few attempts, but he manages to get a top. And in doing so, he barely edges out Guillaume Glermondé, who only reaches the zone hold of this fourth boulder, but can't quite top it. So we think that Jakob Schubert is the gold medalist. Put a bookmark in that for a second. Let's talk about women's four. It's that it's the opening dino, and then it just kind of the competitors have to zigzag up an arete and over some some crimps and some heel hooks, and the top hole, the finishing hole, is actually the it's shaped like an X. X marks the spot type of thing, and so Alex Puccio comes out, she tops it on her second attempt, closing the book on a really fantastic final round for her, but then Akio Noguchi comes out and does a little bit better. She she actually flashes it. And then Anastor eventually comes out and flashes it as well. So in getting flashes from Akionaguchi and Anastor, that creates a bit of a clutter in the scores. But we will talk about that in just a sec. So what happens then, there's this lull in the action as everybody's waiting for the podium placements to be announced. And then it it comes over the loudspeaker. There's this shocker announcement that Jakob Schubert's start back on men's three, which was that boulder that had the the swinging it kind of swinging left onto the cruxy scoop volume his start on that boulder was deemed illegal so Jakob Schubert is awarded two minutes and 13 seconds to come and reclimb boulder number three and if he if he does then his his score will stand and he'll he'll retain the gold medal so there's a lot of drama to this. It's a real tense moment. There's the, the actually there's a heartbeat playing over the loudspeaker. Boom 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 boom. And Daniel Finn's just doing a fantastic job of selling it on commentary. He says, "Oh, this is unbelievable." And the crowd is just the, there's a it's just a a really great um kind of high dramatic moment. And of course then it all funnels into the fact that Jakob comes out. He does eventually top men's three again. And because there was so much tension built up to that, the crowd just goes wild. And it's this fantastic moment um, of Jakob. We had thought he won the gold medal, but he needed to top this third boulder one more time to prove it. And he does. It's a great moment. And and the crowd, the crowd goes wild. So then we have the podium. The men's podium, Jakob Schubert takes the gold medal with his two tops. Guillaume Glermondé has one top, he takes the silver medal, and Dmitry Sharaputinov has one top, he goes away with the bronze medal. The women's podium, so Anastor and Akionaguchi both flashed all four boulders of the round. So 
they have to do count back to the previous rounds to to see how how they would align. In the end, Anastor is awarded the gold medal and Akio Noguchi is awarded the silver medal. Third medal goes to Alex Puccio, who also managed to top everything in this final round, but just she did not flash everything. So, so Anastor, Akio Noguchi, and Alex Puccio is how it lines up. Real quickly, a couple takeaways, some highlights, ups and downs, that sort of thing. First of all, the drama of Jakob Schubert having to reclimb men's three at the end of the live stream is it, it's not only a unique um, a unique apogee kind of a, a an interesting climax but it's also pretty rare in terms of a, a final event coming down to that so it really makes this entire round here in Austria at Kitzbühel pretty distinctive now the flip side to that unfortunately is that the men's division is also marred by those first two boulders only getting one top, Guillaume Glermondé, which really kind of stalled the the velocity of the men's division in the opening hour or so of this round. Uh, luckily, it ends up being this exciting duel between Jakob Schubert and Guillaume Glermondé in the final, in with the final two boulders. And because it all comes down to not only Jakob uh, managing to pull away on that fourth boulder, but then also uh, Jakob having to go back and. And of course, reclimb that third boulder. Um, it, it does have a pretty good climactic finish, despite the slow start. The women's division, on the other hand, is flawed a little bit in its own way, to no fault of the competitors themselves. But as I said when I was explaining the podium, Anastor and Akio Noguchi flashing everything in the final round in the finals here. We just don't see the separation between the two of them that we would. That we would like to see and that's too bad so all in all this event here ends up feeling kind of like a mixed bag when all is said and done at least from a an entertainment point of view but the upshot is that we come away from it with Anna Store extending her win streak in 2013 to three events now she's undefeated in the 2013 season we will see if that continues into the additional comps that we will talk about soon. So thanks for listening. I will catch you next time for the next round on Past Podiums. Real quick before we get out of here, thanks again for listening. Also, thanks to Audio Coffee for doing the music. And if you want to go back and watch the round that we just talked about, you can find it on the International Federation of Sport Climbing YouTube channel. See you next time.